Hello, and welcome to the Rome Around League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. In this week's episode, I'm going to preview training camp for the Washington football team. <clears throat> Storylines to follow, players to watch, position battles to keep an eye on. It's been a long six weeks since minicamp ended, so I'm fired up that we're going to talk about real football again. We're about three weeks away from the first preseason game versus the New England Patriots, so it's time for the team to get to work. So with all that being said, here we go. One of the first things you want to look at is, will the tempo continue? You know, when I had John Kahn on the pod about a month ago, he was saying that he noticed in minicamp how fast everything was moving. It was very organized, very orchestrated. Um, just, you know, everyone's practicing a high great fast-paced tempo and you want to see that's you know when teams are in sync and when you know they understand schemes and understand how things are going it's when they're going to practice and that's how usually how the winning teams practice remember when new england came to richmond six seven years ago if not longer how the reporters i you know heard definitely could see the difference between the tempo and practices between the way washington was this when jay gruden was there and the way new england led by bill belichick was leading practice and i hope you know that's the way the ron rivera's having his team forward you know going forward having them practicing like that pace where everything is you know has a rhyme and reason to it and they get their stuff done and you know get in a time and manner get everyone healthy you know and you know get everything they want to accomplish for the day you know another one will be will taylor heineke actually challenge around his back for the starting quarterback job you know heineke had a really nice mini camp by all accounts i did a podcast on him a few weeks back talking about you know his film from Tampa Bay and even the Carolina game. Definitely some lot, <clears throat> a lot of upside there when it comes. There's some stuff to him. You know, not for sure he's a starting quarterback, but I think he's definitely you know a quality backup in this league. But you know, maybe he needs some more reps to see what happens. Maybe he can show a little more than he already has in that playoff game. But I really think Fitzpatrick is the starting quarterback. I know Ron Rivera said it's a competition, but you know, even himself said you know it's leaning towards. Ryan Fitzpatrick's job, so you know it's gonna be interesting to see how that happens. I don't think the reps are gonna be split too much. You know, if it's, you know, we'll get a pretty good pace right away to see if they're splitting it 50-50 or if it's you know 75-25 Fitzpatrick. You kind of know what way they're leaning. You know, a Heineke. You know, he probably did look better in minicamp when they play off schedule. It's kind of the way he plays. He knows the offense better. He's basically known it since his whole career because he's been in this Carolina style offenses with a Scott Turner. Um, so you know. It's no surprise that he looked that well in minicamp and, you know, might continue to look that well in training camp. But again, I think Fitzpatrick is, you know, here to be the quarterback of this team. You know, one-year, $10 million deal, and the money's on everything. If Heineke shows that he's a better quarterback, I have no doubt that Ron Rivera is going to pick him to be the quarterback. He had no problem benching the first-round pick, 2019 to Dwayne Haskins for a Kyle Allen guy. So, you know, I full hard to believe that, you know, if, if Heineke's the number one guy, then Rivera is not going to hesitate to play him. So... But all that being said, I think Fitz has played well the last couple years, and I think Fitz is the starting quarterback for this team we come week one. Next is Antonio Gibson breakout. I hit on it briefly last week uh, in the Fantasy Football Podcast preview for the Washington football team. I think Antonio Gibson's in for a really big year. He had a fantastic rookie year, missed a couple games with a turf toe injury. But, you know, by all accounts, he's getting better. He seems like it's, you know, kind of in the past. He did mention a little bit in many camp that it's still a semi-an issue, but hopefully... You know, with the six weeks of you know off between training camp won't be as bad. I'm sure the team will hold him out if it is bothering him. But you know, he had 11 touchdowns last year and not even a full 16 game season. He's got 17 games to play with this year. I could see 15 to 16 touchdowns easily combined between rushing and receiving. Um, and you know, he's only progressing as a running back. You know, being a wide receiver in college, he's learning. You, know, you learn very quickly 
how to hit holes and you know angles and cuts you know he picked it up pretty quickly you see how well he progressed throughout the year and that's why he started getting more success and culminating on that thanksgiving day game with that three touchdown game against dallas so you know i think you know gibson's going to be you know a top 10 running back in this league this year just because i think i love the way he comes out of the backfield as well the receiving skills are obviously there with him being a former wide receiver so i think gibson's a guy that's really going to be a true breakout of the team and someone they can lean on all season you know i'm also looking at the wide receiver battle you know obviously terry mclaurin curtis samuel locked into those top two guys and you have curtis um cam sims and adam humphreys by all accounts they're making the team especially cam sims i think humphreys will make it as well as long as he's healthy then you have guys like Antonio Guinea-Golden, Kelvin Harmon, Steven Sims Jr., Isaiah Wright, um, Dax Milne, the seventh-round pick from BYU, all fighting for those last two to three spots. I think they're going to keep three just because all those guys are quality players. Antonio Guinea-Golden is a fourth-round pick only from a year ago, so, and he's a pick from you know, Ron Rivera's staff. So he might have a leg up there over guys like Kelvin Harmon or Steven Sims Jr., um, but I think AGG, I think he's going to have a good training camp. I think it was going to take him time regardless coming from Liberty. It's a tough transition, especially in a pandemic shortened off season last year. And so no wonder he struggled and with injuries. But he has a lot of talent. Jump ball specialist. I think he should make the team. Calvin Harmon, you know, had a really nice rookie year coming to the sixth rounder back in 2019. He's a good blocking receiver. Uh, I think he, as long as he's up from the ACL, ACL, he's in still in contention. Steven Sims Jr. had a great rookie year. We all know how he struggled last year in the second year with the drops. But the talent is still there. If he has a nice training camp, I wouldn't be surprised if he still makes the team. Um, you know, it's not like he's like an age thing. He's you know still very young, third year. It's not like his talent just went away. Just you know, concentration drops. You know, there's definitely some still talent there. I like his route running ability. Isaiah Wright made it. The team is an undrafted rookie last year. He's facing up a battle. You know, he's a bigger receiver at 6'2", 200 pounds. He played a little running back at Temple as well. But, I mean, they made him, they liked him last year coming out, you know, have him make the team. So I think you can't count him out as well. But that receiver battle is definitely something that I'm interested to, you know, keep an eye on. Next would be the tight end position. Obviously, you got Logan as the number one tight end. John Bates more than likely to be the number two tight end. Then you have Ricky Seals-Jones, Dion Yelder, Tamara Kemingway, and then, of course, the... I perceive the fan favorite from training camp, Samus Reyes. I think he's going to be that guy that team that fans are going to fall in love with for the be training camp or preseason. Obviously, the hype has already been real about him, saying that he might be the Jimmy Graham type. I think everyone needs to pump the grapes on that for right now. He's only played football for a couple months now. Obviously, the physical tools are there. I'm not taking that away from him, but it's going to take time. I think more realistically, he's going to be a practice squad guy coming out of this um, preseason training camp unless he absolutely floors everyone which it's you know going to be tough to do if he does it's amazing because obviously not even playing football his whole life and now he's trying to make his transition in the nfl the highest league so i am interested to see what samus reyes does i know a lot of people are excited to see him from the fan base and hopefully he provides some plays that you know makes it seem like you know washington has a guy they can develop for the future but you know i, I guess i don't think he's a pri- i think he's a press squad for right now so obviously bates and thomas will make the team and then i think that Maybe third or fourth spot. Maybe only keep three. You got Ricky Seals Jones. You got Deion Yelder. Um, Tamar Kamingway, who was on team last year. So he might have a leg up being familiar, you know, already familiar with the system and with this program. And then you have some opposite line battles. He left guard battle with Sadiq Charles, Wes Schweitzer, and Eric Flowers. Not really going to mention Wes Martin here. He had his chance last year and they went with Wes Schweitzer. So I think Wes Martin's really just fighting to make the team come this 2021 season. Obviously, I think they really like Sadiq Charles. Picked him in the fourth round last year. 
Spot upside, play left tackle at LSU, right tackle, play guard. So definitely some good versatility there. A lot of good upside. I think he eventually is going to take over for you know, one of the guard positions or even left tackle if Charles Leno is a free agent after, if they let him leave as a free agent after next year. And maybe look at him there. Sheriff's going to be a free agent after next year. So he's another, you know, there's going to be at least two spots opening up next year on office line. But anyway, I think he still might win the left, left guard job this year. Well, Schweitzer played really well that second half of the year last year for Washington. Eric Flowers, you know, below average year for Miami last year, but had a really solid year for Washington the year before. And now he's back, so you can't count him out as well. Either way, they have some good depth at the guard position. Then you have the right tackle battle with Cornelius Lucas and Cornelius Lucas and Sam Cosme. Cornelius Lucas is pretty, you know, average last year, left tackle. Um, really good swing tackle to have. Um, he's just a good guy to have in your team. Obviously, you might not want to continue to have him as be the starter for your team, so maybe Sam Cosme is a guy that wins the job right away. Cosme needs to put on a little weight coming from Texas. Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of tools there, though. Obviously, he was second-round pick, so I know they're expecting a good amount out of him. And he might be starting from day one for this team. You know, and Cosme, you know, has all the tools. Like I said, he needs to get a little stronger. But, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see the battle works out between him and Lucas. Then you, you look at the defensive side of the ball. you got the rotational DNs. That's something to keep an eye on. Obviously, you have the absolute studs and Chase Young and Montez Sweat. But you, there's not much depth after Kerrigan left. Um, you have the two seventh-round seventh picks, William Bradley King from Baylor and... Uh, Shaka Tony from Penn State, but obviously you don't know if you want to count on seventh round picks to be your you know lead guy. If you know, God forbid something happens to Chase and Montez Sweat, so those are guys that you keep it on. Hopefully they progress. They also have Casey Tuhul, who they picked off the practice squad from Philadelphia last year, so he's also an option. Um, but you know, I think it's a position that definitely could be looked at. You know, maybe halfway through training camp to see how they're doing, see if they sign a guy like an Everson Griffin. Um, an older defensive end like that. Um, who's it? He's been used to being a rotational DN the last couple of years. He might be someone to look out for. Justin Houston still available, but he's still a quality player. I think he might be holding out hope for a starting job. That's not going to happen here in DC. So I think you know you can look at a guy like Everson Griffin. Maybe they can look at down the line if those guys, those seventh rounders, aren't progressing the way they hope. Then you have the first round pick, Ricky. You know, linebacker from Kentucky, Jamin Davis. Love the pick. Said that before in this podcast with my draft reviews. Um, I think he's going to be in touch for the Defensive Rookie of the Year. I think 100 tackles is definitely in play. Love his sideline silent ability. Good coverage linebacker. Good ball skills. Um, you know, he played a lot of inside linebacker at minicamp. And, you know, I'm interested to see if that's where they keep him at this spot. Um, John Bosick was at spot last year, and I wouldn't be surprised if he still has that spot this year with Jamin Davis um, on the outside along with Cole Holcomb. So um, I think they're just trying to instill some versatility in Jamin Davis. He was able to do that in Kentucky. So I'm interested to see if they just were trying to get him to learn the inside linebacker position, or they really are planning on him being playing that middle linebacker spot from day one, come you know week one. So interested to see how he lines up in training camp, whether it's with Bostic and Holcomb, or if he plays middle, and then uh, maybe Bostic gets pushed out altogether, and then you have maybe a guy like Kaliga Hudson takes that outside linebacker spot. Um, then the cornerback, you have Benjamin St. Juice. He had an amazing mini camp, consistently played well. Um, Always around the ball. Still not the greatest hands. He was evident in Minnesota, but he had a lot of pass breakups, even against a guy like their one receiver, Terry McLaurin. So really excited to see Benjamin St. Juice in person, um, you know, playing against some of the better receivers on this team. I think he's his job to lose that third cornerback spot. And if he has the case, you can, you know, move Kendall inside to be the premier nickel corner he was, 
you know, in Washington the first time. So, you know, that would only make this defense even stronger if you have St. Juice and William Jackson III on the outside and Kendall Floor kick, kicking in in the nickel spot. So St. Juice is a guy that I'm really excited to see, and I think he's going to be really, you know, can contribute from day one for this team. You know, I think he's had a lot of college experience. He's an older rookie. I think he's going to be 24. So I think they can count on him to be a quality cornerback uh, come week one. Uh, then you have Landon Collins in the safety position. You know, I think Landon Collins is potentially still going to start on the pup list. Um, you know, coming off that torn Achilles, obviously a tough injury. Um, seems like he's doing really well, though, based off his Instagram posts and stuff like that. He's working out hard, doing well. I expect him having a solid year this year. I know some people are down on him, but the talent is still there. Still one of the better box safety linebackers. Excuse me, box safeties in the NFL. My play little linebacker in, the NFL, in this year, in this scheme, just to get Cam Crow on the field more and Bob McCain. So I'm interested to see how they use Landon Collins this year. Um, again, I mean, he might start the training camp on the pup list, but you know, hopefully he's ready by week one. Obviously, if Cam Crow, you know, hoping to take even another bigger step in the second year of his career, you know, obviously, obviously already having a great rookie year, the seventh round pick. Bob McCain signing to free safety. I think he's going to be the guy there at free safety. Then you have Jeremy Reeves who played really well that second half of the year. To all the injuries. Um, Hazer Everett, you know, he's always a special team stalwart, so he's going to be on the team as well. So, you know, safety position, you know, is pretty solid, and I think it's going to be something that they're going to have some good pieces back there and, you know, have some play chances to make the plays, so make some plays on the ball with that, you know, great front seven ahead of them. Another one is, you know, I'm excited to see Coach Ron Rivera up and close in action, you know, due to obviously the pandemic last year, no one got to see him, how he, you know, works the team, works the players. Um, Definitely, it seems like more of a business-like approach. If anyone's been to previous training camp, you see how Jay Gruden runs it. Obviously, much more lax and lenient. I think Ron's going to have definitely more of that military-based approach like you know we've heard about so much in the media. So I think Ron, it's going to be nice to see how you know, he's able to do things and how he runs you know tight ship. You know We've heard about it. It would be cool to see it from a fan perspective, see how things are run and practices are run and how his program is run in general. You know, Lastly, you know, the biggest thing for training camp is stay healthy. You got to avoid injuries. You know, obviously some of that is bad luck, but hopefully that doesn't strike Washington this year. You, you already saw in the NFL with Cam Akers tearing his Achilles last week for the Los Angeles Rams earlier this week, and, you know, they hadn't even hit training camp yet, and that was a big loss because Cam Akers, I think, was going to be one of the better running backs in the NFL this year in the second year for the Los Angeles Rams. Um, so, you know, definitely want to avoid injuries, you know, keep guys rested, and I know Ron has done that in the past. He's going to listen to his guys and do whatever he can to keep them as fresh as possible. This training camp and season, obviously, is a is a uh, marathon, not a sprint, especially with an extra game now, a 17-game regular season. So I think, you know, obviously that's the number one goal for this team is to get better, get ready for week one, and obviously come out healthy and have all your guys ready there on uh, week one against the Los Angeles Chargers. Well, with that, that will conclude this Roman Round League episode. Real football is back, and I'm just happy to be talking about it. And training camp starts next week, and the first preseason showdown will be here before you know it. I'll be attending camp next week to provide some up-close and personal notes on the action for next week's edition of the pod. You can follow me on Twitter, at NFLScout21, and Instagram, at League underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.